Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how with Christ, we can stop being so divided. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and part of being human with the ability to make our own choices has always been followed with disagreements and discord and disunity. And despite that, though, we seem particularly aware at right now, this point in history, of just how divided as a people we are. And it's true in politics, in culture, and in our faith. Uh, there's a Methodist minister named Jake Gordon Melton, who I read about, and he has an interesting hobby. He collects lists of church denominations in the United States. And his research has revealed that there are 1,517 different recognized denominations in this country. And in that list are all sorts of groups. And, and there are some particularly strange ones that I, I wrote down. One being the Church of the Mystery of Universal Wisdom. They apparently believe that they can communicate with aliens and they seek guidance from flying saucers. Another, the Embassy of Heaven in Straighton, Oregon. Uh, they consider that all earthly governments are illegitimate and have gone to the extent of even issuing their own license plates for cars. It sounds like a, a pretty decent way to reach out into the community. You just have to have uh, better service than the BMV, and you might get some converts that way. Uh, another is the Nudist Christian Church of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, now, I'm not sure what they teach or believe, but I am pretty sure you'd know them when you saw them. And finally, the last that I, I have on my list is the Church of God Anonymous. Someone said uh, it'd be hard to track down. Uh, well, because they're anonymous. Uh, and while these are extreme examples, in this list of 1,517 denominations, there are groups that we probably would be able to recognize. There's 88 denominations that call themselves Baptist. There's 42 that call themselves Methodist. And there's 22 that call themselves Presbyterian. And the list goes on and on. And there are so many groups and people in this world that claim to have come up with the answers. But God said plainly that his church would be one and the source of answers would be one. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse four, for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. There aren't multiple bodies there's one, and her head is Christ. Now, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 23, verse 8, But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. Christ is the head of the one body, the only authority. And the Bible also tells us that there is one point of entrance into that body. Ephesians 4 verse 3, it says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. God designed his church 
to be unified under his son. But even though that's our goal, that's why Ephesians 4 says we should make every effort to obtain it. Now, within Christ's church, we know Christians often aren't so unified. And too often we find all sorts of things that can break the bond of peace and split ourselves over uh, from other members of our spiritual family. Uh, but we aren't unique in the struggle. We can take uh, peace in that. That Since the beginning of the church, Christians have struggled with getting this done. That's why scripture repeatedly commanded the church to pursue unity. It says, stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel in Philippians 1, 27. It says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace in Ephesians 4, 1. And it says, agree with one another so there be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought in 1 Corinthians 1, 10. And these are not suggestions. These are commands. This is a purpose, an overriding objective of the church. And so we live in a culture where people hate each other over who they voted for. And you know, culture wars have infiltrated every bit of our lives. And where there are over 1,500 denominations that claim that they have the truth with their various doctrines and creeds and subjective ways of becoming Christians. So how... Can we, in this, this climate, create unity? Well, first, we have to confess. We have to recognize there's a problem. In order to overcome any problem, we have to recognize that we have one. And we have to recognize that we need God to overcome it. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So we need to realize this is an issue, and we can't afford to ignore it. God expects us to make every effort to keep the, the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, Ephesians 4, 3. So if you're creating division between Christians for any reason, maybe it's politics or racism or classism or culture wars or, or false teaching or any other number of reasons to disagree, it's sin. And that needs to be humbly confessed to God so that we can begin to overcome it. Second, we need to root ourselves in God's word. You know, once we confess to the existence of discord with others, we have to kill it at the root. And the foundation of all disunity is our reliance on ourselves, on our opinions, on our wisdom, on our actions, instead of on God. Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And we might be tempted in order to find unity to simply ignore anything that matters, to get away from anything that's remotely disagreeable. That's not what God expects or wants from us. He wants us to be unified, not in our silence, but in his son, not to be uh, transformed by the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by rooting ourselves in God's word. When we are unified in Christ, nothing can divide us. Finally, we have to keep our eye on the prize. First Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for something to devour. Yeah, this is a long process. The Bible warns us not to take our eye off the ball. 
You know, the tempter wants us to be divided. That might be why this world is so full of things designed to separate us, you know, politics and culture, now even sports. As long as we are arguing about the momentary things of this world, we won't be unified on Christ. So take a moment each day, check yourself. Are you being pulled away from God because you're relying more on your opinions, your wisdom, your actions than you are on God's will. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.